Welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry, and in 2015, I had a short story about a unicorn and two kids who battle a rock giant published in a unicorn-themed anthology called Unicornado. This chat is with Brent Forrest and Tobias Schlaga, an award-winning director duo who share their journey from independently producing a massively successful short film called Like and Follow, which has screened at over 160 festivals in 80 countries and won 30 awards to date. And you can actually go watch it on YouTube right now as it had its online premiere earlier this year, and I've included a link in the description of this chat, so please check that out. Now, besides sharing what it took to produce Like and Follow, they're going to detail how the festival journey led them on a pursuit to direct a feature film and everything they've learned about how to do that so far. But first, this episode is sponsored by the awesome team at startastudio.com. Startast Studio is a new online school focused on the business side of animation. They have both free and paid courses, an online community, and downloads to help you succeed in your animation career and build your own cool, creative, and viable animation studio. You can use the unique discount code AIP as an animation industry podcast in their checkout to save 20% on their popular pro studio startup course. So whether you're looking to up your freelance game or plan and launch your own animation company, check out startastudio.com. Now let's jump into the chat. So hi, Tobias and uh, Brent. How are you doing? Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm excited to chat about a lot of things. We got to chat about your film. You guys are in Tokyo. I've never talked to anybody in Tokyo before, so I want to know about that and a whole bunch of other stuff. So maybe, maybe let's start off with your short film that you just, uh, you know, premiered. And uh, maybe you can give me, say I'm an investor. How would you pitch it to me? Oh, are you going to hit us with that one right now? Yeah, why not? <laughs> give, me, give me the brief. Well, um, it's, it's something that came uh, from an idea that, uh, that uh, Toby had originally. And, um, you know, it's, it's a very simple concept. If I were to, to pitch it in, in a sentence, it would be like, what if, your, what if your smartphone decided it didn't want to take orders anymore? That's, that, that's, that's, one, that's the brief way to describe it. Um, what it turned into, I mean, like, well, we're talking about, we're talking, are we, are, are we pitching the short here? Yeah, why not? Yeah, we're talking about. Let's just keep talking. Toby, help me out here. I I I've been blindsided. I will, I will I will I will tell it to you very simply. It's a it's a boy on a leash, and the owner has a phone. That should be it. Very nice. <laughs> no, very but nice um, no. The the idea the the idea for the film was basically. Well, the, the initial idea for the film was basically to to make a moving caricature, to um, create a, an image of like, what are you experiencing when you're using your phone? Not so much to tell a story how a boy uses his phone, but how the phone uses the boy, more or less. Mm. Makes sense. I mean, I watched it and I felt personally attacked. Like uh, I get very much locked into my phone and I'm it's recording <laughs> algorithms and it takes me out of reality so I, I think it's a really it's a really fitting story especially for uh this point in time why did you guys decide because you guys made this like in your spare time over the last uh it took you a year right mm -hmm. yeah so why did you decide this was the project to devote the project and the story to devote all this time to like of all the things you could have done you know um I don't know you you guys are getting into the directing world so you could have uh, put together a demo reel or 
um, did a different story. Like, I, I'm just asking, like, why is this the idea that you guys decided to, to go all in on? Well, why did we do this instead of doing a demo reel? I mean, to Toby and I, we're both kind of, uh, we're both compulsive filmmakers. Like we don't, we, we, we were, before we met, we were making our own stuff. And we were making our own films. And, you know, that, that's how it got us, you know, talk. I saw Toby's film. He saw my film. We got together to say, why don't we do a film? Okay. Um, and we were just talking about a bunch of different ideas. And we, Toby had this idea. He had these storyboards that he'd done, which had a big cell phone walking along with a boy in a leash. I saw that image and it was like, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, that, that just clicks. That sits. And, and I did like a quick search. Like, has somebody done this before? It seems like it's been done. We chose this idea because it was simple. It was going to be our first one to do together. Um, we didn't want to do like a 10 minute CG is hard. CG animation is, is a very uh, painstaking thing to do. So we wanted something that was like, you know, a quick bite that we could do like a two minute film, something we could tell, package up and, and get out there that people would like that, that we liked that, you know, had, had we, we weren't out to like, you know, change the world to tell a message. We wanted to like, get people's attention and, and, and make people laugh. Um, and this one just, this one just worked, you know? And even though it's only two minutes long, we, we spent like three months back and forth at the coffee shop working out the story. Like the story was, was much bigger when we got started. Yeah, I mean, simplifying a story can take a lot of, that sounds like a lot of fun, honestly, just sitting in a coffee shop dishing out the story. So, okay, so you you decide that this is the project you want to go all in on. And, um, you know, the film has had success. It's been like 160 festivals and all over the around the world. It just had a premiere, et cetera, et cetera. Which, and it's it's a very great film as well. What was Thank What you. is success for you with this film? Like you said, you wanted to tell a story that would make people laugh and connect with people. Um, but obviously you put, you know, you put a lot of hard work in this. Were there other goals? Like, did you want to use this as um, uh, an example of your directing skills, of your CG animation skills? Like what is, now that it's all, you know, said and done and it's out into the world, what does success mean for you with producing something like this? To, to I mean, I, Toby, I'll, I think maybe we both have different ideas, but uh, for me, um, if, if this opens up the opportunity to just make more films, to make the bigger ideas that we want to make, that's, that's all we're after. Like we're, 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 we're in it for the craft for doing it. Like I, we make this film so that we may make more films, right? We chose this one because it was doable with just Toby and myself and, you know, the help of a few other people. Uh, but, you know, we essentially did this just the two of us, hopefully to get people you know, involved, get people on our team that we might do these next, you know, these next ideas that we have, these, these bigger and, you know, more ambitious ones. So Toby, do you have this, do you have the same kind of uh, philosophy that if we do something like this, we'll, it'll allow us to keep doing things in the future. And so it's a, like a good goal to reach. It's, it's, it's pretty simple for me. Like I always made films, like since I'm, since I'm young, I just made films like, you know, and, and, they were not like the the breakthrough films that like you know would put me to Hollywood or something, but I just kept doing them because I just like to make films, and I think Brand is very much on the same page with me there. That like it's just creating the film is the fun, like like the the journey is the goal or whatever you say in English. Yeah. It's like um you know it's like 
we just love to make films and we're kind of addicted to it. We can't stop. We just, we just want to keep on going. Of course, we are very happy if a film has a certain success, if it, if it gets um, feedback, if it gets, you know, attention from people. Of course, this is what we're after. This is what every filmmaker is after in the end. But no matter if we have success or we don't have success, I think we will just keep on making films just because we enjoy it. It's just the joy of making it, looking at it and thinking, wow, we made this. It's great. We love it. Yeah, I like that a lot. And like, if you have fun making something, I feel like it's going to be more of a success because when people watch it, they'll see that fun in it. So now that it's, you know, I mentioned some of its accolades and film festivals, et cetera. Now that it's out there, what have been some of the outcomes for you that have been like tangible have you gotten those connections that you wanted to get like you said to to build bigger things to work with more people etc yeah um so one of the things i should mention one of the things that we did together is like well, while we were talking before we made the film we were both kind of let down by our we both made a film uh, before this and then we've spent a lot of time on them and we've just put them out on youtube and like the response was underwhelming <laughs> so we said, okay, this time, if we're going to do this, let's do it. And we made like this whole plan to uh, do like this huge film festival push and like all the stuff we did. And like, we're going to push it into festivals. We're going to, we're going to write press releases. We're going to call guys like, like you, Terry. And we're going to say, Hey, we've got a film. You guys want to see it. You guys want to talk about it. And like, you guys want to feature it on your, we, we, we do a lot of that. And like that, that stuff has worked too. So, yeah, I mean, um, through the festivals, I think probably um, the best news, the best connections that we got was uh, through uh, Annecy. We were really, really knocked out that that Annecy uh, took our film. They, they, this, this, this was one of the big ones, right? So when when you get into Annecy, a couple of things happen. Um, if it wasn't for the lockdown, we would actually be going there and, and meeting people, but. Uh, instead, it was all done online. But even that's good. That that opened up the opportunity for Toby and myself to start um, <clears throat> sending emails to, you know, uh, people who we normally wouldn't be able to get in contact with. So, uh, so, so that was good. There, there were a lot of connections uh, through Annecy. Um, I mean, what else? Who, 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 what else was there? Well, in terms of connections? Yeah. I don't know. The main thing is like we just played at a lot of festivals. That's 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 the thing. We we just we we went to Seagraph Asia. We went to Annecy and some of the bigger ones like uh, Giffany. I don't know how to pronounce Giffany, that yeah, yeah. or something. And just um, getting it seen by people. Some people will contact you after they see it. Like we received some messages just from people who liked the film, who just gave us some people, hey, I watched it, um, where can I see it? Is it online or something? They just asked about it. But I think the main thing, like you said, is like NSC was a very big one. Like NSC has really the attention that you would need and the, yeah. the people you would need to um, build some relationships. So you also said that you made a video before and it was underwhelming. So what did, other than, you know, um, 
playing the kind of like the PR game where you're reaching out to podcasts like me and, and marketing magazines and stuff like that. What else did you learn or what did you do to make sure that this one would be noticed? Because, you know, okay, if you make a short film, it gets lost in the sea of short films. So how did you, I guess, other than compelling story, I guess, and, and like reaching out, how do you make sure that your film is going to get noticed? And 160 yeah. festivals is amazing. Like that's, that's incredible, especially Annecy and SIGGRAPH and all those big ones. Thank you. Uh, film Freeway was a big part of that. You know, there's a lot of these like festival aggregator sites. So Film Freeway was a big one. Uh, so we, of course, we've made our Film Freeway account. There's a couple other uh, festival sort of accounts out there. I can't remember their names, but... Uh, Fest Home or something, yeah. Fest Home and, and this and that. So, we you know, we, we, we basically did them all. And uh, it's incredible how many festivals are out there. I can't even tell you how many festivals we submitted to, but, uh, you know we had to make a couple of decisions. Like if it's a free festival, it's just like, yeah, sure. Bang, 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 bang. We at least always try to write a personal, a personal email to everybody. So it's not like, it's important that we don't, you know, do anything by form. Um, <clears throat> but we were finding a pattern in the bigger festivals, like, uh, like uh, I would say, you know, like TIFF or Cannes or Sundance. These festivals, um, we had to really think hard about if we were going to apply because the acceptance rate is pretty low. And a lot of, I mean, I'd like to say that maybe our film uh, could have gotten in on, on merit alone, but I just, I just don't know. Like we don't, we don't have tons of cash to throw yeah. around. So, you know, it's another thing to mention. Submitting to festivals costs money. Yep. Some of them are free. Some of them cost five bucks. Some of them cost 30 bucks. Some of them cost a hundred bucks. Um, we had to put we had to put cash aside and we had to put time aside so the festival push that was that was a big one that was a huge one off the bat we told we split the work up between the two of us and basically every single day we'd be talking it's like oh hey a couple new festivals opened up oh here you take 10 i'll take 10 and we worked together like that and we we tracked all of our all of our submissions we tracked the ones that we submitted to how much they cost did we get accepted did we get rejected did we win an award what country is it from? And then we start to get an idea of, like, okay, well, it's doing well in this country. We should focus on this country. Oh, it's doing well with this price range. We should sort of focus on this price range. So like halfway through our, our year of festival, and I should mention that a year doing the film, a year doing festival submissions, like that's not an exaggeration. We spent a year in festivals. But towards the end of it, we were like really focused. It's like, okay, there's, a, there's, there's 10 new Italian festivals showing up. They're in the, like the $10 price range. We're going to go do them all. Use this template. You know, we became really efficient at that. I've never heard of anybody being so strategic with uh, well, festival submissions, but you have to, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, both, I mean yeah, go ahead, Toby. Brand just started tracking the festivals from day one and built like this chart and this analysis and this pie chart and everything. And hey, in this country, it's, it's going very well over here. And see, at this price rate, he just, yeah, I was just, blown away by, by what kind of strategic approach he took at this. Like, I was just sitting there like, all right, let me know what to do next. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> he was, he went crazy on that. He just, he just analyzed it all. It, it really helped a lot to, to know all this data. Yeah. So looking back, how does it, how does it feel? I mean, you've, you've been around the world, you've won dozens of awards, you know, how does it, how does it feel <laughs> to have something so successful? I feel like um, 
we really need to get started on our next film because we're, we're really <laughs> good answer. Bogged, <laughs> we're really getting bogged down in a lot of like um, a lot of a lot of other stuff with the film and stuff that's related to to other things with with the film. But uh, what we haven't been doing is we have another film we want to make, and it's kind of been sitting in animatic form for the last four or five months. So. How does it? Be? Yeah, it feels it feels great. It feels it feels great that the film has been out and people are enjoying it. And that we 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 did it together. And let, what really feels great is that you know we 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 work together. We and we're still working together uh, because mm. that's uh, yeah that's if that's you got to say if that's if that's the most valuable one of the most valuable things you've gotten out of it is this uh, team Toby and myself and a few other guys who was like you know we we've got some guys who were clutch in this project who, who, the, who the, sh the short wouldn't have been made without them. So finding good people, finding good connections, making friends, making films, uh, man, what else can I say? This is beginning to sound like a movie where in the end it was the friendship that uh, was the true learning, right? I actually want to talk about how you both got into animation and, and you know, uh, found each other to bounce off and, and direct and whatnot. But I have one more question just on the short film. So you made one short film and you said it was underwhelming. And so the second time you said, let's go all out with uh, marketing and st strategy and all this stuff for your next one. What did you learn through the process that you currently went through that you're going to change to make it even bigger or more of a personal success or whatnot? Well, that's, I mean, what is it going to change about the next film? Um, creatively, it's not going to change anything because we have a story we want to tell and, and we have a way we want to do it. And like, you know, the, the market research, if you want to call it that, isn't going to have any bearing on that. It will probably change the way we do our festival push we'll have uh we'll have um we'll have a pretty clear idea as to who likes our stuff so we'll focus on them first we also have a clear idea of what's probably a better idea to just to, to just you know not waste time time and money on so you know the the festival data is useful for festivals um well what's going to change uh I don't know. We've got a pretty, we've got a pretty good system. The two of us, we, we got our team. Uh, I don't know. Toby, do, do, you, do you have any ideas? No, I, I wouldn't say, I mean, we, we learned a lot. I think during making this film, yeah. um, stuff that we knew before, but that just, you know, we got reminded of. Um, but like Brent said, like the, the main thing that we got out of it is, and this sounds very cheesy, but we found each other and <laughs> I mean, this is like, um, like uh, rare. Like I was looking a long time for someone who just, who just likes to make films like me and who just wants to make films and yeah. who's willing to pull through. This is a big one. Like you find a lot of people, a lot of people who say, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's make a film. Let's do this. Let's do that. I have all these ideas. And then, then you, you get into it and after like one or two months or three months when they start to realize that this is real work, you got to sit down every night and, and keep doing it, um, they jump ship. Like everybody's like, oh man, I got other stuff to do. I, I need to, I got crunch time right now. I got, I got family business. I got this and that. I don't have time to make this right now. Let's, let's, let's put it on hold or something. The main thing I think... Um, I wouldn't say what we do differently, but what I know now, what I'm certain of is that 
I know that he will pull through and we can make more films together. Yeah. Like, this is something I just learned that I know he's not a quitter, let's say. So I know that we will make more films. This is not something that will change, but that is solidified now that. Yeah, you know, I, think, I, think that's going. I think that's extremely valuable. That's something that I'm kind of uh, searching for myself because I know that finding someone to bounce off of and like you said, that pulls through that was actually a big decision of mine in going to animation school so I could be surrounded by other people that are uh, as pursuant of their their goals as I am. Um, so I think I think that's incredible. So so maybe let's just backtrack and, and maybe one at a time. Do you want to just give us a short story of how you got into animation and uh, how you got up to your career in this point and then that you can talk about how you how you met each other? Uh, do you want to start first, Toby? Um, I got into animation um like i was making animated films very early on but um just as a hobby like with blender and this kind of stuff i just made my stuff at home i just spent like the whole day and the whole night making all these films for a year or something nobody watched them and i was like well whatever i like it like it's just fun and then i i kind of like i went to japan for for a working holiday for one year and um that's where i met my my uh, current wife um and then I w and i told her like yeah i would love to be like a director i would love to be in animation and this kind of stuff but you know it's it's difficult i don't know how to do it and she said like well you know if you like it why don't you just go to a school right well, I was like, yeah, I don't know. You can't make money with that. It's dead. I didn't even know the job of animator existed, to be honest. I had no idea. <laughs> it's like, I didn't know the industry, really. I just thought, like, it's like, you know, some Hollywood guys making films, and that's it. So um, so I looked it up, and there was a school in my hometown when I went back to Germany, and then I just um, went there, and I um, spent day and night just animating. Like, I... I uh, lived in that school basically and it was a great school it was closed by now unfortunately but it was a really really good school I had a great teacher um, he was really passionate about it and he realized my passion for it and really pushed me to to continue on this journey and so right after school I was able to enter a studio and get my first job in in the industry as a generalist oh, nice and yeah, that's when I basically turned this this hobby to a to a to a job, which is great, which I love. It's just when it was a hobby for you, and when you went on uh, vacation to Japan, were you already working in a different career? Uh, no, I was I was like more or less fresh out of school. Gotcha. And I was like, I, w I was working in a supermarket and in a pizza delivery. I did all these kind of other jobs just to you know think about what, what can I do, you know, yeah, yeah, um, nice. in my future or something. I always wanted to be a director. I always wanted to, to make films. I just did it as a hobby, but I thought there's no way to, to break into the industry. I just didn't see it. I just didn't know you could just maybe join an animation school and find a job in the industry and just work there. I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't even know yeah. this until my wife just hit me on the head and said like, um, well, if you know, you can just you can just work there. Like, what are you talking about? You don't have to be Steven Spielberg's son to to just work in animation. You can do it. No, I th so, I feel you. I I the same thing for me. Like, 
you know, you grow up thinking like uh, all these different careers, like mechanic, accountant, et cetera. Yeah. Nobody, nobody says animator. And, and when you watch yeah. films, it's like, it feels, it feels like it's from another world that you can't join. It's like Hollywood somehow made this. Whoever, exactly. whoever's in Hollywood is making this and it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. So I feel yeah, like, yeah. How, about, how about you? How about you, Brent? Um, well, uh, for me, it was, uh, I, I always knew that this was what I wanted. Like from when I was a little kid and like my mom would take me to Disneyland and we watch movies and this is like, that's what I want to do. I want to be an animator. Like as a kid, I was like, I want to be animated. I was making flip books. I was like reading The Illusion of Life. Uh, just like this, this was my, this was, this is what it was. So um, in high school, we had a chance to do a co-op placement or like, uh, how do you call it? Uh, it's, it's, uh, internship. You know, like, internship, yeah. right. And they say, well, where do you want to go? I said, I'm going to go to animation studio. Said, oh, okay. So um, that got me into a place called Red Rover, in Toronto, which is a, a 2D studio, big Toronto studio back in the day. That was Andy Knight's studio. And um, I had... I as like started doing co-op there. I was uh, cleaning the fish tank, I was shooting animation. You know, like it was all on camera, uh, running errands and stuff. I was loving it. So this is the best. This is the best thing ever. And um, you know, the last year of high school ended, and I said, okay, well, I'm trying to get a Sheridan, try to go to Capilano. I got into Capilano, but this rover said, don't don't go to Capilano. Just stay here. Stay here and work. Okay. I said, okay. So I didn't go to I didn't go to college. I stayed I stayed at uh, Rover. And uh, that basically was the start of uh, my career with, uh, with Andy and the guys at, uh, at Rover Studio. I was back in like the year 2000. And, you know, from there, that was it for me. Like I, I was, I was uh, you know, I was just a punk kid running around the studio doing this and that here and there. Um, there wasn't always animation work. So like Toby, I, I would be like washing dishes or um, doing odd jobs as much as I could until animation work picked up again. So I went from one studio, I worked in a bunch of different studios in Toronto. I uh, worked in Montreal for a little while. Uh, CG became a thing. So I moved, I, you know, pivoted over to CG, um, you know, do 3 Studio Max and then Maya. Uh, you know, I met, I, met my, I met my wife. I met my wife in Canada, she's Japanese. And uh, we lived together in Canada for eight years. And then we decided that she, you know, we decided to come out to Japan, and that's where I am now. I've been here for for uh, seven years. Uh, worked at uh, four studios out here, and the last place I was working at before where I'm at now, I met Toby, and uh, you know, that's basically where our our, our stories converged, and uh, and now uh, here uh, here we are. We're both we're both doing what we love as our full time job, and doing what we really love uh, at home. Nice. Um, thinking back, you know, you got accepted into school, but you decided not to go. Do you have any uh, regrets or thoughts about not going to school now that you, you know, you've, you've had a full career now in I animation? Don't I don't regret missing Sheridan. Yeah. Because from what I've heard that, that, that's, that's not the place. Uh, I kind of, I kind of sometimes wonder what it would have been like if I'd gone to Cap. I really liked Capilano. Like I wanted to go to Vancouver um i've 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 been trying to get to vancouver for a long time but something always seems to get in the way you've uh, never so been to vancouver no I, I i did a i did a layover once uh for a couple hours okay, that, that doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> no i've wanted to go and I've, I've i've had plans to go i was i was planning to go two years ago but you know things things keep getting in the way i really wanted to go to cap 
I always wondered what would life be like if I had that university, that college experience. Um, but no, I, I, I don't, I don't regret it because I have a different experience. I, I, I got to, I got to make friends with like this, this group of animators and they're to me, like I've got my own nine old men, which these, these guys who I, who I sort of like, you know, grew up with as a, as an animator, as a, as an animation guy at Rover. So no, I, I think, I think it's, uh, I think I'm really lucky in that way that, uh, nice. that uh, Andy and, and Rover took me in uh, as a co-op student and then eventually, you know, as a, you know, to work and that, that, that experience was uh, irreplaceable. You're probably learning a lot faster by being in a studio as well than, than school. Um, I'm wondering, so maybe you can, so you met, you guys met at the last job that you were both working at. So you just, you just kind of were coworkers and discussing, Hey, I want to make a film. Hey, I want to make a film. Let's do it together. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. We, okay, we it's a pretty easy story. <laughs> we sat a few seats down from each other. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I was I was kind of showing my film around and Toby showed me his film. And and I said, hey, wait a second. You know, you you're capable of finishing a film. OK, well, why don't we, we should we should talk about this. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. this is this is like the main thing for me also that I like. um that just intrigued me about him is that this sounds like a, like a, like a dating chat here, but, um, <laughs> um, that, um, you want to make a movie his... with me? <laughs> <laughs> I found the man finally. Um, that, that I just saw he finished the film. I, I thought like, all right, who, who is this guy? <laughs> He's interesting. He, he finished the film because not many people finish a film all by themselves this yeah. is like it's it's just a pain to, to finish a film um after hours by yourself right and and then i i just we just started talking and stuff and after a while i just realized and this sounds very strange now but i like him <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, Man, think, I, I think the, the good thing he doesn't about only about finish his film he's a great guy too like there, there was just some good some good feeling between us. We just get along very good. Yeah, to to I think I feel the same way about Toby. Uh, he's like, man, the thing, the, we, we were both looking for someone to work with. We were both saying like, God, if I only had a partner, or, you know, somebody to work with, there's so much we could get done. But like, um, the thing about Toby is that he really enjoys the work. He enjoys doing the work. So like, that on its own is like, you know, man, this is, this is the guy. And the thing is, when you, when you got two creative people in a room together and you're working on something, of course, everybody wants to do their own ideas, right? But Toby has a really good give and take. Like, we're trying to come up with ideas. So we'll say, oh, well, I've got this idea. Maybe it's not good, but we run with it. You know, he'll, I'll say something that's like, oh, this may be not a good idea, but he'll listen and he'll say, okay, that's good. Uh, but what if we do this, this, and this? And so, like, we really, really, there's that, there's that germination of ideas. Like, making ideas is hard. Toby's an idea guy, right? He's he's a hard worker. He's an idea guy. And you know, we both we both really um, we both really connect on that. And I and I want to mention that the whole film was his was his story. We both I had an idea for a film too, but I liked his. So I said, you know what? Let's let's do yours. Let's do your let's do your idea because it's a, it's a great idea. And uh, yeah, 
I think that's awesome. I can tell you guys work well together. <laughs> and obviously you, you already accomplished something great. You have this great film and you're working on the next one. I'm wondering, so you mentioned, you know, you, you love what you do as your, day, as your day job and then you really love what you do after hours, which is your hobby of di directing. Um, say you have unlimited resources and time and whatever. What is the, what is the ultimate goal do you want to achieve? Like, do you, are, you guys have obviously formed a partnership where you're creating and co-directing films. Is this going to turn into, are you hoping it turns into something bigger? Are you going to, you know, start your own studio, direct a feature film, direct a whole series, like beyond, unless it's totally fine if you just want to make shorts forever, but do you have, uh, like, what is the ultimate goal for you guys? And if you've think, discussed that, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, uh, opening a studio sounds like a lot of fun, but the thing is, if you're running, if you're running a business that kind of eliminates the ability for you to work to do the actual creative work, so I mean, Toby and I have talked about it. I don't think what we want to do is open a studio, at least at least not yet. We want to make uh, we want to make films. We like you know, specifically we want to make these five films that we have planned out in in a row because like they 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 are each a little bit more bigger and more ambitious and. We can make like and follow on, on an essentially a zero budget, but the next, you know, you, animation is difficult. You need people and it's very hard to get people in, in with you, you know, just for the love of the thing. So like, you know, what do we want to do? Yeah. We want to make, we want to direct more. We want to make more films that we, 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 we're doing what we want to do, you know? So you have, you have five films lined up, which is pretty incredible. It's, it's, this is reminding me of like the Pixar napkin story where they drove out all the, major feature films that came out on a napkin and they just had to get through them. Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Where they'd like drew a fish and they're like, this is going to be Finding Nemo. Um, yeah. So, and, and you want to make each one bigger, which I think is incredible. What's stopping you guys from finding a third person, like a producer who can, uh, you know, take care of the business side of things while you take care of the directing side of things? Um, what's stopping us? Uh, not, nothing, nothing is, is stopping us. In fact, we, we're, we've made friends with a couple of people who are great producers. The problem is, is that they're producing, right? <laughs> they're, 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 make, they're making money for, for, for bigger projects. And, uh, you know, they might be willing to, to, you know, give some time for our rinky dink little operation, but uh, getting somebody who wants to actually come on board and uh, produce, I mean, that's like, we've been looking, we've been looking for somebody to, to handle all the day-to-day -day stuff, which is not making film. Right. Um, but uh, what's stopping? No, what's not? Nothing stopping us. We're we're on we're on our way. We're gotcha. we're doing it. We just we just there's. I read this thing in some some blog somewhere that says, uh, focus on making films. Don't focus on getting films made. You know what I mean? Um, if I were to have a take on that, it would just be get a film made and don't focus on kind of the business of pitching and and getting exactly. caught up in that. Exactly. So we could, we could spend all day on the phone for producers saying like, hey, here we are, look at us, uh, or doing like going around to, uh, to, to Netflix or to this and yeah. pitching and pitching and pitching and pitching. It's like, and, and we do. Um, but while we're doing that, we're not making anything new. And that's, you know, if, if we got no product, if there's no, if there's no show, there's no show business. So, yeah. I mean, I know people who exclusively pitch until they get something picked up and then they become a showrunner or they sell the idea and move on to the next thing. And that's kind of what they do. Um, but I think I, I totally like your philosophy as well. So are you getting involved in the finance side of things and, and all this stuff? Because like, are you, cause this last film, mm -hmm. at, at least as far as I understood, you are 
kind of putting your your free time and effort and putting all you know you're you're putting up your money to make money as in like time to make this film but now that you have bigger plans for the, these next five films are you looking to build a team to get financing to secure to secure all that stuff too we actually we actually uh, you can take it no no go on toby no no fight fight rock paper scissors <laughs> The five, the five films that we have are our own little personal projects. Like we've got, we've got a short that we want to do next about a samurai. Uh, we've got this thing about a clown. We've got, uh, we've got, we've got this bigger sort of Ghibli-esque sort of idea. But these are our, our own little things. These are things that are going to happen no matter what. Okay. The f- like and follow. Um, so you know, after Annecy, we've been talking to people, and they're saying, "What do you want to do? Do you want to make a feature?" And Toby and I are saying, "Yeah, we want to make a feature. Let's 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 do it." That sounds insane. That sounds impossible. Let's do it. Um, you're talking about <laughs> financing. When it comes to the next films we want to make, we don't. Those ones don't need to be. I mean, well, the next one doesn't need to be financed, but down the road, hopefully, making a feature version of this thing. That's that doesn't happen by a wish and a prayer. You need you need to raise cash for that. So. Um, I, yeah, I'm going against what I said before earlier, which is like, you know, make movies, don't, don't spend your time trying to get movies made. But right now we are learning and working as hard as we can on putting finances together to make, uh, to try and turn this into a, a, a feature. So what, what is that? What does that mean? Putting finances together? Like, so for instance, like I'm just an average person, uh, whatever, maybe I'm more than an average person. I like to think about myself like that, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm an animator. I want to make a feature film. I want to direct a feature film, but there's so many hurdles that it's like, I don't even know where to start or what to go in the right path. And and the hurdles are so big because you're talking about millions and millions of dollars, potentially, you know, tons of people involved. So like, if you were to advise me, like, I definitely want to make a feature at some point in my life where to start like tonight what would you say okay. i should start doing other like i'm like so so tell me. what you're talking about is financial structure right yeah. and when you're talking about a feature film you're typically you can make a feature film for no money but it'll take you 20 years if you want to get it done within two years you need people you need to pay them you need resources you need brick and mortar essentially so the first thing you need to know is how much is it going to cost what's it going to cost to make the thing and if you're making it, you better know. You better know every last to the atom how the money's going to be spent and how much it's going to cost, right? How do I so even how do I even find that information out? Like, like well, I'm not hopefully, a... if if you're making a movie, you know enough about the craft that you know how much someone's going to need to be paid and for how many weeks you're going to need them. Uh, so that's a starting point, right? And yeah, how do you how do you do that? Well, you you got to find it out. You no. Know, no one is going to hand you the answers to how much your movie is going to cost uh, unless you hand it over to a studio. If you want to do it yourself, you got to know. You got to work it out. You got to figure those numbers out. I so, think experience you know, is, a, is, a, is a big thing that helps a lot in, in calculating the budget. Just if you work for a while in the studio, especially if you work more on the general side or, or you know all the different departments, you can you, you get a sense for how long will it take what person to make what? And then you can start by, by thinking yeah. about what you would need for the film and calculate all this. But then there comes the next step, which is way more difficult. And this guy yeah. knows it better than me. 
And there's more than just you no know, paying the people. There are other things you have to take into consideration. Now, there's resources online you can look at. There are people who make spec budgets for you. Um, but if you don't know, you know, you reach out and you ask. You you reach out to producers and say, how much does this cost? What do we need? What are we missing? Oh, we need insurance. Oh, we need to cover, you know, food. We need to cover travel. All all this kinds of stuff. So anyway, that make the budget. Make the number. How much do you need? What's the minimum amount you need to get it made? So is this before I even, because like, you know, in my mind as a lay person who hasn't made a film, the script is like, in my mind, the most important thing that it has to be like finished and polished and sell the idea and connect with an audience and all this stuff. Should I think about that first before the budgeting? Like, ideally, yeah, well, ideally, you, ideally, you'll have an idea of what the film is going to be uh, okay. before the script is written. So, so uh, I have an idea not- for the film. Yeah. Then I go out and try to put together a budget to the best of my knowledge. And, and yeah. I come up with a number and a time frame and all the different pieces I need and the people I need involved, et cetera. Yeah, but you could write the script first. I mean, uh, sure, like write the script and you know how many characters, how many sets, how long it's going to be. Uh, that, that's all important too. But if you can do them both at the same time, you know, as, as your budget is being built, you can tell the script writer or, or you can write yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm not a screenwriter. So uh, say I have... Say I have the script and the whole budget spec'd out. Is the next step to right. just get financing then? Well, yeah. So let's talk about that. So best case scenario, uh, Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe's an eccentric billionaire. You come to him and say, <laughs> Uncle Joe, I like this. I, I got a film to make. I need I need $10 million. Uh, help me out. He says, okay, here's $10 million. Just pay me back when it's done. And you're done. You're, the, you're, you're there. You don't need anything else. You're finished. Very few people have the Uncle Joe situation. More likely, what you're going to do is you have to build a financial structure. And that means you have to partition the budget out to different entities and different people in different ways, right? And there are a lot of different ways of going about doing this. Now, one of the ways you can do it is you get in touch with the distributor, right? Somebody whose business is, once they have a, their business is getting a finished film consumed, getting it into movie theaters, getting it into Blu-ray, getting it seen wherever they are. And typically what they'll do is if you come to them with either a finished film or a guaranteed promise of a finished film, you know, they know you, they know what you're doing or you have, you have other guarantees. They will give you a portion of the budget in, 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 in form of what's called an MG minimum, a minimum guarantee. They say, okay, we'll give, we'll front you this MG up front, right? For this much of the budget in exchange, we own this territory. So that means they have the rights to take your finished movie and make as much money as they want off of it in this, you know, in like in this region, say Eastern Europe, for example, or North America, or this or that. So that's one thing. That's that's a minimum guarantee. A minimum guarantee is not cash. A minimum guarantee is a promise that you can take to the bank and then the bank will give you the money up front, you know, for a fee. So that's a minimum guarantee. Uh, so that's is, one. Is that, that a large? If if you get that, is that a large portion of the the financing? Like, is that like seventy percent, or is this like twenty five percent? Do you think it depends? It depends okay. on what you're doing. It depends on the distributor. And we we are we have only spoken to a couple distributors, so I, I can't say what's true for everybody. Yeah. But um, it, it 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 definitely does account for a large portion of the budget. Okay. So. Uh, and then, you know, so there you go. If, if, if you've got an MG, then you can basically get started. You can at least get the film partway, partway done. 
Um, and what can you do with a partway film? Well, you can take a partway film to other investors too, right? You can, and how do you find your investors? Well, that's, you just got to, it's the same as the film festivals. You got to go out, you got to bang on doors, do phone calls, meet people, shake hands, find people who are interested. Well, who would be um, people that are interested? Like, could I go to like, I don't know, a, uh, like a loan shark or like an angel investor, like just a person completely out of the animation industry? Or are you talking about specific? Ideally, ideally somebody who's related to the film industry or related to the theme of the film that you're making or who has some interest that is in some way parallel to what you're doing. So if you're like making a, a film about, you know, uh, talking soda can, you would probably go to somebody who's deeply involved in aluminum or, or the soda industry or something, you know, give, give okay. them something that they can, that they can tie in to make this. This movie will boost aluminum sales in the average oh, yeah. consumer. We'll, we'll put your logo all over everything. There's product gotcha. too. You can do that. You can do that sort of thing. Um, and then of course there's, uh, you know, so, so that, that, that's investors. And then there's also dealing in Canada, you've got a uh, federal, you've got federal, uh, film grants and you've also got uh, rebates available to you too. If you're working with a Canadian studio, a reputable studio, and you're working with a project that has, um, uh, a, a mostly Canadian workforce. So there's money available there. Uh, but, uh, you know, None of this stuff happens automatically. Every section of the financial structure is enormous amounts of work, uh, yeah. paperwork and, and, and hoops you got to jump through and you, you've got to take a lot of boxes to, to, to qualify uh, for financing all of these things. Uh, and then, of course, if you can finance a bit of it yourself, yeah, that, that'll, that'll get you somewhere. I mean, there are people who will tell you, don't do this thing with your own money, do it with other people's money. And there are people who will say, well, finance it yourself. Then you're not beholden to anyone. I, I fall somewhere halfway between those two. It's like, you know, I, we can't, we can't, we can't rely. And we also can't parcel out the entirety of the film. You know, we get too many cooks in the kitchen and then what are we doing in the end? So um, yeah, that's uh that's that's essentially what the structure looks like it's a huge deal and if we if we if we needed a third person more than ever it's now to handle this stuff because we just with with all with all of the fallout from from the festivals and trying to get this thing put together and trying to raise the finances it's um it, it, it is a it's a lot it's a lot of work uh, Sean, Sean put it pretty well. He told me the hardest part is building the financial structure. And that ain't no lie. Uh, making a film, that's fun. That's, that's, wouldn't say it's easy. It's definitely hard work. But raising finances, holy crap. Holy crap. That's, you, you, you better be dedicated. This all sounds pretty intense. And like, um, as animators, I also think it's rare that you're kind of getting into this because most people are just focus on animation. <laughs> but how do you convince somebody to give you this money? So, you know, there's a there's a format for putting together a script, putting together a budget, and how you get the financing, but getting so convincing someone to give you that money, like a distributor or, or whatnot, yeah. is actually a whole other ballgame. So how are you, what are you learning about the sales process or the pitching process that you know, we have a winning idea that's going to make you back money. How do you, how does that conversation go? That, that's a good question. And um, it, it, the sale depends on who you're talking to. So if you're talking to a distributor, they, they, they already know 
the game. And, and what really matters is if they, they like uh, your idea, if they like you and, um, you know, you present, you've got to present a package that's palatable to who you're talking to. So for a distributor, if you show up with a studio that they're already have a, a, a familiar, if they're already familiar with the studio, um, if you show up saying we've already raised a portion of the finances, that helps. Uh, like anything you can do to not cold call somebody with your hat in your hand and nothing but an idea. Like yeah. that, I'm not saying it never. It, I'm but not that's the never. dream that everybody's told. You have a good idea and you show up at Hollywood and the rest is history, right? <laughs> Take the millions, you go do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it depends on what sort of parties you go to. And that's not a joke. Um, it, you, you, it's all about the friends you have. If, if you're, hey, if you know the right people, if you're in with the right people, anything can happen. Toby and I, uh, we, we, not so much. So you know, we we have to, um, we have to, we have to work at it. We have to work hard at it. So go to a distributor. What do they want to see? Well, they want to see your script. They want to see your character designs. They want to know who your studio is. How much have you already raised? What's your financial plan? You know, what's your what's your structure? So you got it. You got to work all that stuff out. As for as for like an independent investor. <clears throat> You might have to show up with something different. <clears throat> you might have to show up with some other type of guarantee that they are going to earn their cash back, that they're going to make something out of this. And, you know, if, you, if you're independent like we are, you've got to really come up with a lot of non-tangible rewards. Oh, I, I didn't even mention crowdfunding. Crowdfunding. That, that's, that's another thing to do. Like, there, there's, there's the crowdfunding out there. But, you know, you, you, you better have something. You better bring something to the table first, even if it's crowdfunded. You got to show up with a famous, uh, with a popular name or a famous song or a big studio or a, a, a famous YouTuber or, or anything, anything, or, or a clip or a clip of the film, right? Uh, you know, having a finished film of short is great or, you know, uh, but anything, show up with something to get people excited, to make people believe in you because ultimately people are not going to be investing uh, in the film entirely they're investing in you so, so how do you uh you mentioned a bunch of things that i want to kind of pick your brain further yeah. on first of all how do you get a connection with a famous youtuber or celebrity or songwriter or whatnot you, is this is this also through connections is this like this crazy i find i find 25 25 going to every party possible <laughs> 25 emails a day is a good benchmark until something <laughs> You know, hopefully, if you've been in the industry for a little while, you know one or two people who may know one or two people. But you know, well, how do you do it? You, know, you pick up the phone, you call people, you 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 speak. Emails are fine, phone calls are better, in person is best. Um, but you know, we got the internet, you got the Twitter. There's a lot of celebrities who who have their 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 contact unlocked. So just like find them. Just who do you want? Who who's your dream team? Make a list. Make a list of who you want and contact them. And keep contacting them until you get through, you know, this, as, as just a regular schlub, there's really not much other choice. You can, you can deal with agents if you want to, but agents aren't out for your best interest. You got to be your own agent, you know? Yeah. Um, the next question I had was when you go to a private investor, you said there's a lot of intangible rewards that you give them. I'm just thinking like, if I'm a private investor and I'm investing, I don't know, a hundred thousand dollars, I want to see like a 20% return on that. How can you guarantee me I'm going to make some money back other than, you know, here's some money, go make a film. Like, are you predicting ticket sales? Are you predicting, you know, uh, selling the rights to different countries and getting money from that? Like, how do you go to a private investor and say, this is going to be worth 
your money when they can invest in, I don't know, a different business or just, you know, in a stock market or something? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And um, honestly, um, investing in business in, like investing in a startup or investing in the stock market is, is a much more, is, is, is probably a much more, you know, middle of the road thing for, for a private investor to do. Um, you, you, you got to find the right person. You got to find, you got to make the right deal. And like, say they're, say they're really interested in a certain cause. Well, you can guarantee as a part of the deal that a portion of the, of the proceeds of the film will go towards that cause. You've got to, you've got to give them a premium on their investment. So if they want 20% back, we'll say, okay, well, we will, that will be worked into the deal. You will get your 20% back on top of that. We will, uh, we will make sure that 2% of the profits go to charity A, B, or C. And on top of that, uh, we can offer you, um, you know, a percentage of the back end, you know, the money that comes in afterwards. Uh, these, these are things that you can put on the table, but it, it all depends on who you're talking to. You're dealing with a private investor. You got to know who they are and what they want and how you can make something that they want happen, how you can solve one of their problems. So there's no, there's no catch-all solution. It's all about meeting people, talking to people, reading, 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 writing, writing, writing. <clears throat> and uh, like, like, look, I'm not an expert. I'm, we're trying to make it happen. Talk, talk to me in a year and, and maybe, maybe I'll tell you, oh God, what a, what a disaster it all was. Hopefully not. But yeah. um, I'm, I'm, only doing, I'm only doing what, what, what we know how to do, which is just reach out and get people, get people involved, right? This sounds crazy. And also like, say you get an investor who's like not happy with the, how part of the film is invested somewhere else. Like it, it could be, I don't know, just an insane amount of complications involved in this. So is everything hung up on like all these pieces coming together in a perfect way to get the funding to produce this thing? And then hopefully it's a success and enables you to, you know, have this as your calling card to make the process easier. Like, or, cause I'm, I'm just imagining like, what if this process gets hung up for the next 10 years because you know it's you're just waiting on xyz investor somebody pulls out and and then i don't know like is this tell me about tell me about that if everything goes sideways we fall back on our on our contingency plan which is continue on with the second film we want to make gotcha yeah yeah we, we don't that, like that's look. the whole that's the whole strategy like we we just keep making films and we we try to make something bigger happen here but, yeah, there's no break. There's no we breaks not, on this. We are not falling if, if it doesn't happen. We, we gotcha. still continue our journey, right? Because you always hear of stories of like, I don't know, Dune, for instance, is coming out later this year. And it's it's been through the ringer with a number of different producers for the past couple of decades. And, it, you know, it's been made, not been made, et cetera. And it, so I was just wondering. So your strategy is we're going to make films no matter what. We're, we're going to aim and learn as much as we can about making a feature film. And you know, during that process, we're going to make these short films, learn more, meet more people through these experiences and, and uh, work with more people. That, that sounds really smart to me, honestly. And, and you brought up a good point is like, well, what if, what if we can't pull all the financing together? Well, the thing is, the, the part of the plan is you don't need to pull it all together. You don't need all of it. If it's like, a, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you pull 30% of it together, then that makes another portion come together. Right. If, 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 it's, it's, about, it's about kicking down the door. It's about getting past zero, right? And so, you know, depending on how these next meetings we got, depending on how these next things uh, uh, play out, it'll determine what our next moves are going to be. But, um, you know, you can, with a bit of money, 
you can make a portion of the film. And with a portion of the film, you can go to the government and say, hey, look, we're doing this and you better believe we're doing this. And you know, may we please have a, a, a federal a film grant. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, you knock one of the dominoes down and the others, as long as you keep constant pressure on, right? You keep on, you keep the pressure on. I mean, that's, that's, how, that's how we believe. You keep the pressure on until it breaks. So tell me, um, I love what you're saying. And obviously I can, I can tell you're both so passionate about this and it's incredible. And I think there's a difference between, I wanna make films, cause I, I've talked to people who make films as a hobby and they're, they're totally fine as that is staying as a hobby and, and, and don't go this route as all, at all. So I wanna understand what's fueling this drive to uh, make something so much bigger. And you know, you both said you're filmmakers and don't want to be producers, but now you just told me that you're, you know, you're acting the part, the roles as producers to get this thing made. Said 25 emails a day, making all these connections, et cetera. What is, what is the thing fueling you personally to do this? Big, more on top of your job, on top of your families, on top of everything else? I think it's because the, the opportunity presented itself right i mean we 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 had these these meetings after um Annecy with distributors and uh and they all they all were saying the same thing you know are you are you guys serious do you guys want to do this we'd love to we we want to do this and that opportunity doesn't come so often yeah so when opportunity is knocking at your door I don't know. I mean, Toby, like, have we, I don't even think we even talked about this. It's like, we were in the conversations and it's like, okay, we're going, we're going, we're going to give it a try. It's not easy, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this as best as we can. Cause how, how often do you get people coming to you and saying, look, do you want to, are you, are you, do you want to make your idea into a feature film? Yeah. Uh, but it's not going to be handed to you. Right. That's the thing. You got it. You you got it. If you want it, you 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 really got to want it. I don't think that really ever oh, happens. Oh. <laughs> so that's incredible. Also, I mean, um, about your question, it's like, why don't you just make it as a hobby or something? Yeah, we could, but it's a lot of work. <laughs> making making a short film, making a two-minute film, is a crazy amount of work if you do it all by yourself, right? Ultimately, I guess. For most people who who join the industry or who have a have a dream like that, and and this is pre pretty much everybody almost who joins the industry, almost everybody, or let's say a, a big amount of people is out there who says, well, I would love to 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 um, be in charge to get my ideas made, and this is um, what it's about for us also. Like we want to get our ideas made. We want to make what we want to make without always feeling the pressure of oh well, well we, we got to cut characters we got to cut this we got to cut it yeah we can't do that we're only two people or something you want to build a team you want to you want to have the opportunity to make bigger films because we have big ideas right yeah yeah but big ideas cost money right so so this is something of course, we can do it as a hobby, and we will also continue to do it no matter what. But of course, we would we aim at making something bigger, and for that, you would need also finances, right? Yeah, yeah. I definitely feel that too. I feel like 
a lot of the ideas that I have uh, cannot be made by me because they need a whole team to be produced. Right. Otherwise, it just doesn't happen. And so it's this, it's like this internal struggle of wanting to make something, but I can't. And mm. then you realize how the world works and the world works by, you know, these connections and, and money and building all these, you know, all these parts of the budget and everything you talked about. And it's like, I have to go through all of this now to create yeah. this idea. Uh, it's insane, but it's incredible. And I, I, I really commend you guys for this. And I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I agree with you. It's everybody I've talked to in the industry and in school, et cetera. They have that story they want to tell. And that's a big part of why they got into the industry and they would love to direct film, et cetera. What do you think is stopping the average, uh, I guess the average animator from pursuing the path that you are pursuing? And I understand that uh, you guys made an incredible film and you got this opportunity kind of um, talked to you. Well, the distributors came to you with this opportunity and said, hey, why aren't you doing this? And that kind of sparked your idea. But what's stopping somebody else from pursuing what you're doing, I guess? Can I, uh, I, think can I feel this one, Toby? You, you can, can both it. take it in turn. <laughs> I'm, we, we have met a lot, like since we've gotten attention from a lot of, because we're in the industry and there's a lot of guys out there who, who say, oh, you know, well, I'd love to make a film. I love rhythmic film and da, da, da. Um, when you're doing a, a, a film, a short, I think the main thing that stops people and the main pitfalls that they fall into is they try to do something too big too soon, right? Mm. If you want to make a short, if you're doing like, the film is in CG, I don't particularly like CG. It's, it's a pain in the ass to get the final image out there because you can't just draw it. You have to like model it and rig it and animate it, simulate and render it. Like, oh, it's just, oh, it's, it's awful. I, I, so what's, what's stopping you? Well, if, you're, if your short idea is like a 10 minute full CG Pixar level film you wanna make, well, and you're on your own, Okay, I'll see you in 10 years when it's done. This crap is hard. If you want to do it, if you don't want it to stop you, then choose something simple. One minute, you know, 2D graphic, any, any ways you can simplify it. But stopping people is they want to make their first thing be their, their magnum opus. And they think mm -hmm. they need like super high production values. I'm telling you, you, you and, and people try. Like they start these passion projects. And I'm not joking. It takes them 10 years to finish. By the time it's done, you've got a great looking film, but you haven't had any other input on it because it's just been you. You didn't have like a team of people to bounce ideas off of. So no one's there to tell you that your main character is unlikable or whatever. And you've got this thing that you've just spent 10 years of your life on. And like, well, there's there's one example. Toby, you know, go, Toby. Can, no, can, I, I, I mean, I totally agree. This is um, this is the, the big thing. It's it's the problem of persistence. If if you like like Brent said, if you aim to to make like a half an hour feature film in the you know Pixar look, um, you will fail probably, and unless you are crazily dedicated and you you really spend ten years making it, I and I I have met people who have spent several years on their films, and um, you know. Do something that is good, that has a nice quality, that that satisfies you, but do it in a way that you are able to do. And and in a in an ideal situation, you will find people um, 
like we did that are just you know dedicated as, as much as you are to this whole thing and that just help you make it but you can also join other people's ideas you can also you know yeah just build a group and have an idea together you don't always have to push your own idea like oh i have this like there are a lot of people yeah oh, just i want to be the director like, and i want to be the animator and i want to be the writer and i'm going to be the camera like okay sure I got the idea of a lifetime that's gonna make it. It's amazing. They're just like, don't don't be too proud, right? That, that's a big problem. Allow yeah, that's, other that's people's a big one, yeah. yeah. Allow other people's ideas, and and be honest and and um, with your own ideas. If maybe some of them are not good, yeah. Like you gotta be willing to let go once in a while classic kill your darlings it's hard though because you know you think about these ideas for so long and then you want to put it out there and make it the best thing ever and unfortunately we're not immortal i wish we were because then you could you could work on your pixar not yet not yet not yet until we get our brains implanted into robots then then uh then maybe animation oh, it's on its way. way it's on its way i don't <laughs> want to go into that <laughs> No, I like what you're saying a lot. It's like produce something short and look how much further you've gotten than if you decided yeah. to produce a feature or, film. You, we would be having some, this conversation now and you wouldn't be on this path. If you've got some huge idea and you want to do, do two minutes of it, you know, do the trailer, right? Don't, but don't, if you're going fishing, don't catch a fish that's going to sink your boat. Don't catch a fish that's too small. You want a nice medium sized fish so you can go home and have fish dinner. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the analogy of the night. No, this has been a great conversation because, you know, uh, like I'm on this journey myself and, and these are questions and you're giving answers and obviously, you know, you're not there yet. And I think that's fine, but I think you are experts because you are learning this firsthand yourselves. And these are the, these are the answers that are so hard to find in this industry. Nobody's really talking about this stuff. It's all like every, all the stories are like, you know, director was born and he or she went to school and then he or she was you know directing the next pixar film and that's amazing and everybody should love that and it's great but it's like how does this actually happen and how can i actually build these things i want to build so i'm very happy when, to be talking about when i was younger and um i was still in toronto i went to uh, i went to this this director ricardo and uh, i was trying to get a job at the time and he's and i was you know punk kid and he said well what kind of job do you want i said well I, I want to be a director and he gave me great piece of advice he said okay well go direct something stop Ooh. stop fantasizing about what you want to be and just do it right like just yeah just if you want to write just write if you want to direct just direct if you want to animate just animate like nothing is i think certain resources are hard to come by and are expensive but piece of paper and a camera and a pencil and basic and, animation. And be be, is, be uh, humble. Yeah. Be humble is, is a big one. I mean, you know, if you if you direct, if you if you write or whatever, be humble. Be have the mindset that you are still learning, and you know, just keep that mindset because yeah. you know you are not born as a genius. Nobody, or, or even the great directors, they weren't geniuses when they when they started. Not everything they made from day one was gold, right? This is something you got to keep in mind and be humble that, you know, you're not yet Steven Spielberg, right? <laughs> we are just two guys that make make a, 
make a short film and we know it and we don't pretend to be anything we are not right we are not like yeah we, we're like the next big thing in hollywood or something it's like you know we just love to make films and we try to make our way up um and make something bigger hopefully in the future so i feel like you already kind of gave it but if if somebody's listening to this right now and they're feeling inspired by you know your journeys and and your careers what would you tell them uh that they can do to something they can do like right after they're done listening to this that can have a big impact on their long term of what they want to accomplish in in the light of a feature film or a short film or even just a career in 3D animation or whatnot. Or a career in Tokyo working with you guys. Well, I mean, it, I can answer the last part. I mean, if somebody <laughs> wants to work with us, you know, we're not easy, we're not hard to find. Um, but to um to how what's a piece of inspiration to do your thing uh so maybe boy, something got, i mean you already said if you want to direct direct but just something that that you think would be impactful for them to to go choose, home and do tonight yeah if you've like it depends like if you've never done a film or if you've made a film and you want to make a big one if you've never done a film before choose something small choose something small you know start with a pen and paper write it out and then get ready to do the work even if you don't know what to do do the parts that you know you're going to need and just get working and you'll figure the rest out, yeah. but get to it and learn to love the work because, you know, you want to do a one minute film. You want to do any type of film, live action, 2d puppet animation, stop motion anime, by the way, love stop motion. Um, you better get ready for some work because uh, it's, it's not, it doesn't happen by, by magic, but you know, build up that momentum, you know, get, get, get cracking. If you've never done it before, you know, get ready for some work. If you've done it and you want to do something bigger, I don't know. Uh, um, try, try to find, try to find a team, try to, try to find people who, who you can stand to work with, try to find people who you can give and take with, because, you know, it's cliche, but teamwork makes the dream work. Nice. I, I really like uh, the main sentiment. I get kind of what you're saying is just kind of say yes and start right away. And, and, yeah, don't make excuses. Yeah, I feel like when yeah. I've internally said yes to something, even like before I say yes, I have all these fears and unknowns. Like, I don't know how to produce music. I don't know who I'm going to find to do music, etc. And as soon as I say yes, this project is happening and I work on the things I do know how, you just figure you know, out the rest. Your brain yeah, is smart. And, it just goes for it. Sure. It's like, and, and like, and don't be scared. Don't be yeah. scared. You could, you could, you might try your best and it might not work. It might fail, but like, that's, like you separate the winners and the losers by the, 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 the winners have failed more times than the losers have ever tried. And I hate to use the winners and losers just for lack of a better term, but like you try and you fail. That's not the end of the world. You know, you try again, you know, learn, pick up and learn something, but God, don't be scared. Don't sit there making excuses why you can't do it. If you're sitting there making excuses why you can't do it, then, then you shouldn't be doing it. Right. Sorry. That's Even you it. said, you know, the first short film you guys produced, you said it was underwhelming and you learned from that experience to make the next one more of a success. And now you're using what you learned from that to go on to your next path. So I think, I think that's perfect. Um, yeah. Tobias, do you have any, do you have any thoughts or uh, things you want to share as uh, you know, if somebody's listening to this and they want well, some inspiration? I think, oh, sh sh um, I think like the key is persistence to, to know if you start making something, you will not finish it in, maybe you will finish it in a day if it's very simple, but usually this time of stuff, uh, this, this, this type of stuff takes longer to make, right? If, if you have a little bit of a big idea. So it's persistent 
try to find people you like to to make something together and the big make something you have fun making because because you never know if if what your idea if your idea is successful or not if your idea is liked or not if this idea will be your breakthrough or if this idea will just you know be forgotten right away um as long as you enjoy the journey and you enjoy making it and when it's done you enjoy looking at it yourself and you're proud of it that, that's what you need right because you know this is what it's about you you can't make something with a, with the thought like this will now make me rich or something make it to 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 enjoy it first and be persistent just make it like brent said yeah i i like what you're saying about that too because like uh you know since i've been in animation uh i hear all the time oh, you should make this idea. It'll be really popular. Or, you know, people would love yeah. if you did this. And maybe that's true, but I like what you said about if you have to enjoy what you're doing. And if you are persistent and you hate it, then it's like, why are you doing this? You're just killing yourself. Yeah. So you really, you really have to enjoy the process. And, and I think more, I think you'll, I think at least for myself, I've noticed that when I enjoy the process and I feel proud of the result, I find more personal success and outside success from that. And then that gives me more encouragement to keep doing it and yeah. solve problems that I didn't figure out before and, and push through. So yeah, that that's 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 it, Terry. It's like the, the journey, the journey is the reward. Like it's like all that's it's really great when like you're in the early stages of a film and you're you're boarding it out and you're like you're bouncing ideas and like you're kind of locking down the story and things are being built and like it's, it's a great place to be. Mid-production is where it's is where you know you really separate the wheat from the chaff because that's when things stop being fun. But you know, you get towards the end, it's like, hey, this thing actually came together, you know. And you know, this this is true for big projects and small projects and like little YouTube animations. I got a lot of respect for the YouTube animators out there who are just like like making, you know, new cartoon every week and, and they're they're funny and they're good and they're they, a lot of people love them and you know they're just they're really cool. Um, so, so like if I, if I'm going to think of, of somebody to model yourself after, it's just these YouTube animators, these guys are, you know, these guys are doing well. I read, like, I really like Harry Partridge. I was, I I really was just like thinking him. of Harry Partridge myself. <laughs> Harry Partridge is a great him. example. You know, he's cool. Um, Terminal Montage, the guy who does those, those are hilarious. But like these guys, they're, 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 what do you need? The Flash, uh, you know, Adobe Animate, computer, YouTube account, just you know, just go and they're producing, right? Like not, not everything has to be like a, a huge film that takes a month to make. You can get this stuff done quickly, but you know, choose something that's, that's, that's doable. And I also feel like there's a, there's another thing I was thinking about while you're saying that is a lot of people focus on the success of what it could be afterwards versus just, uh, you know, enjoying the process and seeing what success comes out of it. And I find at least, you know, that is more, that has led me down a different path than I ever expected in my own animation journey, which only been a couple of years. And I'm in a place now that I never envisioned I would be in just because I was following what I enjoyed doing versus, you know, I want to become a amazing storyboard artist. I'm going to devote all my time to that. I wouldn't be, wouldn't be where I am now. So I think yeah. there's something in that too. I, I really like our chat. It's been very heartfelt. It's been about friendship. It's been about uh, enjoying the journey. It's been about all these, all these things. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to share as we're as we're kind of wrapping up here? Um, 
Well, uh, I, I, I think uh, I think that that just about covers it. I just wanted to express express our thanks for bringing us on the podcast and for taking the time with us. It's been a lot of yeah. fun. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. thank you, thank you so much. It's been a, an absolutely enjoyable experience for me as well, and I'm I'm glad uh, we got to chat. And it's been enlightening for me because I'm going through the process of trying to figure out financing for some of my projects too. So this is, this has been a question and answer period for me and I hope somebody else gets stuff out of that too. So thank you. <laughs> I'd be curious how it goes, how it goes with, with, uh, with your efforts too. Yeah. We'll have to yeah. do a, a follow-up in uh, maybe a year or two and see how, see where we're at. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be fun for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. And um, if you're listening and you want to, you know, follow Brent and Tobias's work or get in touch with them, I'm going to include a bunch of links in the description of this video for you to check out, including uh, also their short film that we talked about at the beginning. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, bye. The music for this podcast was composed by Will Farmer and the graphics by Daniel Abensauer. I encourage you to look them up if you enjoyed their work. Thank you.